Hey beautiful, welcome to Unapologetic at 50. I am your host, Sharon Fields. This is an uncapped community discussing real life issues. In your 50s, you have the right to say, I have no time for games. Never regret in the past or apologizing for wanting a better future. Join me and special guests as we discuss topics and provide tools to navigate our midlife challenges. Hello and welcome to Unapologetic at 50. And as always, I want to thank my listeners for tuning in. You are greatly appreciated. Today, I want to introduce you to Adrian Fudge. She is the creator and founder of 40 Dreams Catering, who has an amazing story that she wants to share for, uh, with us, excuse me. As always, I tell a story, so I'm just going to tell you how we actually met. We met several years ago through a different venture, and I'm not going to call it by name because I'm not doing any advertisement for them. But that's how our initial friendship started or relationship started. And then we hadn't seen each other for a while. And so I was starting something else and another person invited her and we were at the same event. So we're at the event and Adrian looks at me and go, oh, this is Sharon Fields? (laughs) And I'm looking at her like, and in my mind, I'm going, okay, did I ever do something bad? Did I say something that is wrong? Because I have to be honest, it had been so long that I couldn't, I think both of us had changed somewhat in our appearance, you know, over the time. And then Adrian looks at me and she goes, you don't know who I am, do you? Because she'll call you out. (laughs) And I was like, wait, 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 Adrian. Okay. (laughs) And then there it was back to being on social media, having great conversations. And it was a pleasure when I met her. And uh, I am so glad that we had the opportunity to reconnect. And um, I'm so appreciative that she is willing to share her story with us today. So without further ado, let me introduce to you, Adrian Fudge. Hey, Adrian, how are you? Hey, Sharon. I'm great. I'm great. How are you? I am good. I am good. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. Go ahead. Tell us a little bit about your company, like how you got started. We would love to hear that. It's a familiar story where... You have a dream as a child. You know, I always wanted to be a chef. And, you know, my dad felt that I should go to college, which I did. And he didn't necessarily think the kitchen was the right place for me for my career. So I went the college route and I had a decent job. I actually had a very good job in HR management, but I still wanted to go to culinary school. And so the name of my business is 40 Dreams Catering. And I um, went to culinary school when I turned 40. So that's part of why that's the name. The other thing is that uh, from a biblical or or religious perspective, the the number 40 represents sort of an awakening. So you, you know, you might struggle for 40 years or for 40 days, or you're, it's a time to find yourself. And then when you are done with that time period, you quote unquote have arrived. So 
that's that's what's behind the name 40 Dreams Catering. And it was not at all an easy road. You know, everybody wants to be a business owner and a lot of people, they don't really know what they're asking for. I certainly didn't. You know, I really didn't know what I was asking for. So um, I started the business. I started doing regular catering for friends and family, which I had done in the past um, without a name, without a LLC and without taxes. Right. <laughs> so I had done that in the past. But, you know, now it was an official business and I got laid off in 2009. So I was able to go full force ahead with my business. And so from catering for friends and family to then, you know, extended friends and family. And then I did some of everything. So I decided I, I would not ever go back to corporate. And so that meant I had to make my business work. That meant that no matter what happened, I had to make the business work because I didn't know what other option I had. It's not like I was married to some wealthy guy and, you know, right. <laughs> could rely on that income. I was single. I'm still single. I had my my bills to pay. Everything is on me. This was like, almost like a do or die. I had to make this business work. Had um, to make it happen, right? Yes, because absolutely. You were the, had to rely on yourself. I get that. Go ahead. <laughs> and so, you know, I tell people like there were days when I literally ate rice and beans every day or peanut butter and jelly sandwiches became like my gourmet meal because the business just wasn't taking off. I wasn't marketing. Marketing is not my background. I wasn't marketing the way I needed to be. There were so many things that I didn't know what to do or how to do them. Yet I was in business and I was refusing to go back to corporate. So mm-hmm. fast forward, um, I got a contract doing a corporate kitchen where we were subcontracted to run the cafeteria. And honestly, that organization set me up for failure. So I lost about $11,000 with that venture. And this is, but this is part of going into business and process. And I'm not right? saying that everybody's right. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that everybody's going to lose a bunch of money, but many business owners do many entrepreneurs on their way through the journey. They lose money, they lose friends, they lose relationships, they lose all kinds of things, but they also gain peace. They gain joy. All of that stuff is returned to them. So I just, with that corporate cafeteria, I lost, I lost about $11,000 and things got pretty bad, pretty grim. And then one day a friend of mine contacted me and he said, Hey, my fraternity's having an event. Would you like to talk about healthy eating? And you know, when we're in our, our darker moments or, you know, when there's a cloud hanging over us, we're kind of like, just focus on what we need. And at the time I needed money and he okay. wanted me to go and volunteer for a day <laughs> to talk about healthy eating to a bunch of brothers. And I, and I was, you know, the I was okay with that, but I just, the day that it came, I was like, oh my gosh, like I need to get paid. Right. <laughs> like, right, right. right. So I went, someone in the audience heard what I had to say, approached me about two months afterwards and said, your name seems to keep coming across my desk. I, she had just gotten a position somewhere at an insurance company. She said that the company that she was working for was looking for someone to make meals for senior citizens. Okay. Would I be interested? Of course I'd be interested. I was completely broke. Right. So, um, you know, I wasn't poor, but I was broke. Right? Okay. Was, I wasn't poor, but I was broke. I had nothing going on. And she says to me, she's like, well, I'll give you the contact information, but don't mention my name because I don't know you and I don't know if you can cook. 
And so I said, <laughs> wow, okay, but I'll yeah, take the information. So <laughs> I, I sure did. I took no offense to her comment. I took the information. I followed up on the information. I got a contract. That was in 2015. Here we are in 2020. I started with three clients. I now have almost 200 clients. And we feed senior citizens throughout the state of New Jersey. Northern and Central is our focus. We do have some clients in Mercer County and hoping to expand farther south in 2021. Nice. That's sort of the story. Um, that is awesome. Is, thank you. Thank you. And in that, you said basically there was a connection, right? You knew someone that con- didn't need your services at that time, or if they did, it wasn't a paying gig, right? But even though it wasn't, it still worked in your favor because that person connects you to someone else. And it's Mm -hmm. funny because it wasn't even that person, the last person that you did the work for, they, they, they still helped you to network and connect you with someone that overall will get you to where you are today. So, you know, to the listeners, I would say, Take those opportunities to connect with people because you just never know what is going to happen. And sometimes you have to do both. You know what I mean? All the time you really should be doing both. Take the connections, but still be out there looking for what it is that's going to bring you an income because that's what you got to do. You got to take care of yourself as well as grow the business. So that is absolutely amazing. And also the fact that how many clients you have and who you are doing this for, because we definitely need more of that. I just want to piggyback on what you were saying as far as connections. And I know as a woman of color, I oftentimes hear that, you know, you know, I happen to be African-American. I oftentimes hear within the African-American community that African-Americans don't help other African-Americans. And that is absolutely not my experience. My experience is that we we help each other and we support each other and we help each other grow. And every person that helped me happened to be African-American, right? My friend who invited me to volunteer, the woman who approached me two months later after hearing me speak, um, she was African-American. Then when I finally got the contract, the woman that helped me to grow the business within the managed care organization, she was African-American. It bothers, it hurts my heart. I'll be very honest with you. It hurts my heart when I hear people say that because if you're around people, I don't care what they look like. I don't care if they're they're Black, Caribbean, Spanish, or Latina, Latino, whatever. I don't care if they're Asian. I don't care what they are. If those people do not support you and your goals, you are around the wrong people. Mm. It's not that the the community doesn't help each other. It's that you're selecting to be around the wrong people. And so you have to change your circle. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm glad that you did mention that because, Adrian, we don't hear that often enough. You know, we don't hear the positive. We hear the negative all the time. Well, no, I'm not going to use their service because X, Y, and Z. And a lot of times it's because of things that had happened to that person from someone else. It doesn't even have anything to do with you. And they kind of put you in that same category or group us all up together, which is, um, you know, it's wrong because you'll go out there and you will utilize someone else's service. 
when you also have that same service and what I am going to call a community because we are women, because we are minorities, maybe even growing up in some of the same areas offering the same type of services, but you will go elsewhere. So I am glad that you spoke about that and shown that we do support people of our own race, creed, color, community, more than people actually speak about. So thank you for that as well. Of course, it's very important to me to kind of get that word out. There's no way I couldn't have done it without the people who have supported me, which I think is also good for like people have to understand that there's a huge difference between being a business owner and being an entrepreneur. Owning a job is a thing. You know, you can let's say you're a landscaper and you're the one who owns the company, but you're the one who's out there cutting that grass every single day, Mm -hmm. doing the work every single day. And because you're doing that every single day, you really don't have the time or the energy to try to grow the business. So then maybe you get a couple of other guys or women to work with you, but you don't necessarily get six other trucks that are out there in other areas. And that really is the the difference between owning a job and having a business. You know, when I started, I did everything. I cooked, I delivered, I, you know, tried to grow the business, but now I have, I hired a chef. I have delivery drivers. I have two vans. You know, when I first started this, no lie, I was like, thank God my car was paid for. Cause it probably would have got repossessed. That's how bad <laughs> off things were, but I had, my car was paid for. I was driving my, my corporate, my car for my corporate life. Right. Which meant, so I was driving a 525, which is a BMW. So I was driving that and I was doing deliveries in that BMW. Mm-hmm. I was loading, going to Restaurant Depot, loading that BMW. And it wasn't a truck. It was a sedan. So I was okay. loading that, you know, with 60 pounds of chicken or really 80 pounds of chicken and 50 pounds of flour and 50 pounds of carrots. And, you know, people were looking at me like, are you serious? But who cares? Yes. Yeah. You were serious. You were getting I it done. Absolutely was. <laughs> yeah. I, I absolutely was. I had no choice in the matter. We do what we have to do and we make it work. But part of that is to also accept help from the right people and people, you know, because everybody's got an opinion, but we have to accept help from people who have either been there and been able to get there or, or people that have enough business knowledge in their corporate life that they can add some assistance to us. You know, I have a whole bunch of people who told me to do a whole bunch of crazy things. But I'm glad that I was able to discern what was good for me in my business and what wasn't. And that is, that's key. Absolutely. Another good point was having a business, being an entrepreneur. A lot of times when you start off, you're just self-employed because it is you. You know, you're doing everything from A to Z, that button from, uh, what was that store? Oh, Staples. That that staple button yeah. doesn't really, you know, you are the staple button. You're doing everything. Mm-hmm. Like you got 50 heads over here and, and 20 yeah. hands trying to get it done. Um, and then you move on as you're able to grow that business. And it really actually becomes a business when you can bring on those extra, you know, those employees and have those additional vans and, and things of that nature. So that's the starting place. But if you want a true business, you have to work your way through that so you can mm-hmm. get to that point and never get to a place that you get complacent, right? With just being in that one zone. Now, if you want to be self-employed, 
say, I want to be self-employed and just leave it right there. Right. Right. If you want to truly be a business owner, then you move forward and do what is necessary. And what I hear you saying is you did what was necessary. You know what I mean? Yeah. You rolling up in in a BMW and you getting all this stuff. But look where you are now. Right. Yeah. And I'm sure that the chicken shop anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sure that's the. And that, see, there it is, <laughs> a complete turnaround, right? And I was getting yeah. ready to say something silly, like the, the chicken was enjoying the ride. <laughs> like, woo, I don't wait from there to there. <laughs> that's just messing around. But you have such a great story. Um, I know that you were given that opportunity, but I also believe that there is something dear to your heart in reference to working or providing for seniors. Want to talk about that? There there definitely is. I mean, interestingly enough, my parents are much older than most people. Okay. Like, so for example, my parents are, all of my friends, my parents are their grandparents' ages, right? So my mother is 88. My father is, my father was 94 when he passed. He passed this past March. So they're much older. And I just have a soft spot for older people. And I think that's because, you know, my parents were older. You know, my father lived through the Depression. He served in the Second World War. Um, they were both part of the migration from the South to the North looking for work. Um, you know, and it, they have a wonderful story. You know, they met at work, they fell in love, they got married, they had two kids, you know, they moved to the suburbs, so to speak, kind of, sort of. Nice. I think just because of their age and because all their friends were older, um, all my aunts and uncles, like my first cousins literally are 75 years old mm-hmm. because my parents got married. They had us late. They were the youngest children in the family. So all their brothers and sisters were way older than they were. So, you know, I just have a soft spot for older people. And my mother was very sick when I was younger. She had lupus. She was on restricted diet. She couldn't eat. There were a lot of things she couldn't eat. So I learned to cook without salt. Okay. My establishment cooks without salt. You know, we don't use, I don't even buy salt for me personally or even for work. Mm -hmm. Um, Some chefs believe you have to use salt. I don't see why. There are people who eat my food all the time. They never put salt on it. You have to use ingredients. You have to use herbs and spices and you have to know what's going to bring the flavor out. You know, you got to use natural food, you know, citrus zest, lemon, lime, anything you could. There's so many things you can use, vinegar, different things you can use to pull flavor out of food so that it tastes good without having to use salt, which is killing us across the board. I mean, it is ridiculous. The number is sugar. Yep. Mm -hmm. We don't use that either. But um, the numbers are crazy. And inflammation, you know, what people don't understand is if they can, if they can manage the inflammation in their body, a lot of what they're feeling and suffering from will start to alleviate. Yes. Instead of taking a whole, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to tell people not to take their medicine. Certainly follow your doctor's orders. Make sure you have good, knowledgeable doctors. Number one, right? And if you're eating the wrong things, your body is going to suffer. And there's no if, ands, or buts about that. It's not something that's debatable. That is the bottom line. And salt helps you retain water, and water retention in the body is not what is supposed to happen. Right. Absolutely. So, yeah. I don't want to 
you know, go on a tangent about health, but it's a serious problem in our community. And, and um, with high blood pressure, diabetes, anything, lupus, um, any type of autoimmune disease, salt is not your friend. Right. No, you you are correct. And it's not a tangent. It's something um, that needs to be heard. And it's something that we need to pay attention to and start to live our lives differently. Our in our communicate uh, communities, the metabolic rate, which is the hypertension, the high cholesterol, diabetes, you know, all these things are at such high levels. And we can do better. There are certain areas that um, other things need to be done on a higher level. And when I say that, I mean, you know, it doesn't make sense that in order for us to eat well, we got to pay more. That's another battle that we need to fight. Mm -hmm. But you can make a conscious choice of what it is that you're actually putting in your body. Mm -hmm. right? Inflammation across the board is just killing us. The arthritis, the issues with your your joints, your headaches, stomach problems. I mean, Mm -hmm. the list just goes on and on. And people don't realize that, you know, you're here carbohydrates, right? And then people are like, oh, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm not going to do, do you know what really happens with these carbohydrates that right. you're putting in your body? Like there mm-hmm. is a lot to learn, but you should always be open to learning it. So I'm right. thankful to you again, that the foods that you are providing is helping us, not hurting us. Right. Yeah, um, so. mm-hmm. And you're going to do a cookbook? you know i i think about it every now and then and maybe i will um but it's not coming anytime soon okay (laughs) don't think i'm gonna forget you know i'm gonna come back at you with that one like (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i mean again i appreciate everything that you are sharing with us and you know uh your love for people, for your community, uh, and the work that you do is, is just amazing. And it's something that we need. And hopefully people will listen to this and also decide to, I'm not telling you, you know, what type of business or service or whatever to create, but there is definitely more room in this area to help our communities. Oh, absolutely. And it's whatever community that you're in. When I'm speaking now, I'm not just speaking about uh, minorities, race or whatever. All of us need to do better. You know what I mean? And all of us need to do better in reference to helping seniors because this show is unapologetic at 50. You know, Mm -hmm. that means that I'm either getting close to 50. I'm in my 50s almost at the end of 50, but either way, it's half of a hundred, right? We, you know, we are living longer, but sometimes I wonder, are we just surviving versus Mm -hmm. living? Because when you have all these different ailments and things of that nature, you're really not living. Yeah. And I have to say like my mother, you know, her doctor gave, put her on a sugar and salt restriction. She Due to the due to lupus, she actually developed high blood pressure and um, diabetes. Well, after her last flare up with lupus, she decided she was going to learn how to swim. 
So she enrolled at the Y. She's 70 years old. So she learned how to swim at the age of 70. Wow. She was on prednisone. So prednisone kept her um, bloated. Mm -hmm. That's what it'll do. Those steroids will keep you bloated. So she was finally able to come off prednisone, finally able to drop the weight. She manages her blood pressure and diabetes now by diet and exercise. And she's 88 years old now. You know, she's still able to get around. She still has all her mental faculties. She still, um, you know, bosses me around in the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) So she's, she's fine, but that's how we want to age. Right. You know, we don't want to age being sick and being taken care of and not being able to, to manage our own affairs in our own bodies. And so the only way for us to do that is to start to eat healthy at whatever age we start. The earlier, the better. Mm-hmm. But if you're 55 now, start today. Start That's tomorrow. Right. You don't, and, and don't go crazy either. Don't cut everything that you love out. But reduce some. Start by just reducing some things. You know, if you have rice every single day, maybe have rice every other day. White right. rice I'm talking about. You know, add some grains in there so you're not doing great for a week and a half and then forget it. Right. Now you're back eating pepperoni pizza, the whole pot. You know what I mean? Like you right. have to do it yeah. in stages. You know? Absolutely. Personally, individually have to take better care of ourselves and we have to take better care of our communities, old and young. Right. We just need to do better, as you said, all the way around. True, true. And I think if we put ourselves in a situation where we can teach the young ones, you know, um, then they'll be ahead of the game. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you're correct. You should start exactly where you are. And start to do things in moderation, because when you, you know, a lot of times people wake up in the morning and they just like, I'm gonna start this exercise regimen, right? Right. You may be good the first four days. I ain't even gonna give you seven. (laughs) Because normally by that fifth day, you're just like, oh, right? Mm -hmm. Because it wasn't something that you really, really wanted to do, right? Right. You don't know what your why is. Like, what what are you trying to accomplish, Mm -hmm. right? And if you don't know that, it's not going to stay with you, right? right? And then if you keep denying your body something, right, without doing it in gradual steps, you'll get tired of that too. Because you better believe, even though you're trying to do what's right, your body is going to start to kick back a little bit. It's going to be like, wait a minute, where's the sugar? Where's the Mm -hmm. caffeine? Where's the salt? So all of that, you know, you have to do that in steps and create some type of baseline Mm -hmm. for you to start and then move forward. But that is awesome. Your mom actually start, she learned how to swim at 70. Yes, she did. Yeah. Something she always wanted to do. Okay. And so she was like, you know what? I'm feeling a little better. I'm going to learn how to swim. That's the type of person she is. All of us can learn from that. Um, Your age is nothing but a number. You need to just get out there and try it. Go for it. You know what I mean? Tell your mom, I said thank you because (laughs) I have taken several swimming lessons and I still can't swim, but I'm going to go out there and I'm going to try it again. (laughs) Yeah, you definitely should. If that's what you want to do, you... Look, my, at the beginning of COVID, my mother called me. She was like, hey, um, I want to go bicycle riding. And I was like, absolutely not. Like, I'm not putting you on a two-wheeler bicycle. What if you fall? My mother mm-hmm. hasn't ridden a bike since she was probably a teenager. Okay. 
Right. So <laughs> she said, well, I want a bike. So I've been looking all over. They have adult kind of tricycle type bikes, mm-hmm. which makes me feel better. She could care less. She <laughs> wants a two, two wheeler, but I would feel better if she was on something that's not going to fall, like tip over as easily. Right. But, you know, that's the type of person she is. She wants to do something. She does it. And I just encourage all the listeners, if there's something in your heart that you want to do, you follow that dream. You know, you don't, don't give up. Don't listen to people that everybody, somebody's going to tell you, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Use that to push yourself forward, to, to, to do it and to be good at it, you know? And if it doesn't work out, so what? At least you tried. You know, at mm-hmm. least you tried. I yeah. mean, I saw cookies at farmer's markets just because I knew I wanted to be in food service. It wasn't netting me any money. I wasn't getting going to get rich off of selling cookies at farmer's markets, but I did it because it was still part of what I wanted to do. And I think that's the one thing that also changes people that want to be in business and people who succeed in business is that the people who succeed just didn't give up. Right. They just kept going. They just said, you know what? I'm going to do this no matter what. And so if one avenue didn't work, you know, if the catering didn't work, then I went to selling cookies at farmer's markets. If that didn't work, I got a contract with a company to sell food out of a um, cafeteria. That didn't, you know, that didn't work out. Then I did something else. Like I was constantly moving the business forward, but staying within that same business. The other thing, the other thing that people do too, is they start too much stuff and then they never do anything well. Mm-hmm. And they caught up on, they are caught up on this, you know, you have to have multiple streams of income. Yes, you have to have multiple streams of income, but all you have is a trickle over here and a trickle over here. You need a stream of income, do right. something, do it well, and then start something else. Then, because then it's less headaches because you're finding, you're already financially stable in one area. Now you got something else that's bringing you more money in. Absolutely. Um, but don't, you know, don't get caught up in this. Oh, I have to have multiple streams of income when you don't even really have a stream. You got like uh, a dripping sink, you know, like it, that's it. It's I'm nothing right coming there. in. <laughs> yeah. Isn't a stream like consistent now? Right. You $5, $10. Okay. We'll even give you a hundred over here with this, but then that's just that one month, you know, right. or sporadically right. that is not a stream. So right. I agree exactly. with you 100%. Get, get something going, right? Get it moving in the right direction that is flowing. You know, we mm-hmm. all hear these things. You need multiple streams. And, and yes, you do. Um, mm-hmm. You want to make money when you sleep. Okay, I get that. I want to do that too. Right. But how am I going to make money when I sleep if I have not done the best that I could with one thing first to get that off right. the ground? Right. Right. You know, so I agree with that 100%. That is too funny. <laughs> they got a trickle, right? And now they, they got all these little trickles of it over here. Yeah. Yeah. All these different businesses still is not paying for anything. Right. And still right. struggling. And that's not right. the goal. To struggle is not the goal on any level, right? To be at peace and to be, you know, in harmony with nature and to be just to be. Right. Right. And to be to be happy in your skin and and struggle does not fit. Mm -hmm. Struggle does not fit. (laughs) You know, know it's not where we should be. We don't have to struggle. We don't have to suffer. That's not what we were put on this planet to do. So true. So true. Now, again, can you just tell us what areas your business is uh, servicing at this time? So we service all of North Jersey. So Essex Hudson. 
Bergen, Union, Morris, Passaic, Sussex counties, Middlesex, Mercer, Warren, primarily central. Like, well, we're not, we have a couple of clients in Monmouth, um, not that many, but most, we service part of central Jersey, all of North Jersey. And then we also service the Trenton area, Trenton and Hamilton, which is in Mercer. So how would someone be able to uh, register for the services, utilize the service? Do they contact you or do they have to contact their insurance company? So the clients that we are servicing right now are through what's called the Managed Long-Term Services and Supports Program. It's a Medicaid-funded program that is offered to seniors and disabled adults really across the nation, but specifically here in New Jersey, it's under MLTSS. And if someone is in that program, they can certainly request meals. They would need to speak to their care manager and they can request meals. If someone is interested in receiving meals that is not in that program, they can certainly uh, contact us. And if we are servicing, currently servicing that area, we can work something out for them. So, uh, you know, they can go to our website, which is 40 Dreams 40 these and dog R E A M is in Mary S dot com. So it's 40 dreams.com, or they can call the office number at 973-988-5554. Again, it's 973-988-5554. And someone will take their information and explain to them how they could start receiving meals. Thank you for that information. Are you on any other social media that they would be able to contact you? We are not really on other social media. We are working on that, not necessarily for our clients, because a lot of our clients don't utilize social media for that purpose. They use, you know, they'll use Zoom or Skype or Facebook even to keep in touch with their grandchildren, mm-hmm. but they're not, they're not using it for business purposes or to okay. find out information. So we are working on putting together some social media. I mean, we have a Twitter account, but it's not really up and running. So I would just say at this point, uh, the best thing to do is to go to the website. Okay. Now, how many meals are they provided? Like, is it, so, go ahead. Through MLTSS, they're provided one meal. Um, so we, one meal per day. So we provide, provide, we deliver once a week, we deliver seven meals. We recommend that they put a few in the freezer, leave a few in the refrigerator, and then they can just take them out, throw them out, pop them in the microwave. Um, It's like a delicious, nutritious TV dinner. It's better than a TV dinner, obviously, um, but it is the same concept from way back when, right? Right. Um, People don't even know what TV dinners are anymore. (laughs) um, (laughs) You and I know, right? right. Because we are of that age to know. (laughs) So yeah, they can certainly, you know, they're in microwavable and freezable containers and they can just pop them in the freezer, take them out, put them in the oven. It's, and we, the food is real food. It's not processed. processed. Or, I mean, mm-hmm. we butchered a kid. We buy the chicken breast. It's skinned already, but we butcher it into, you know, self-serve portions or one serving portions. I try very hard to support local businesses. So I get my fish from Freeman's Fish Market in Maplewood, New Jersey, um, which is a primarily African-American owned. I think, you know, he had his partner happens to be Caucasian. They're two great guys. You know, we get our fish from there. So it's fresh fish you know, it's fresh food. It's not, everything is, is salt free or low sodium. Um, we use fresh vegetables and, you know, we do our best to, to give, I feed people the way I would want to be fed. Right. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to feed them something that I 
I wouldn't eat. And I have clients, you know, some of the other meal services will offer hot dogs. So I have clients that call and ask for hot dogs. I don't serve hot dogs. Right. They're too high in sodium. Even the low sodium hot dogs mm-hmm. are still too high in sodium. Nitrate. They're too high in sodium. Yeah. Not, right. It's a, it's a <laughs> lot of stuff. And I'm not knocking any of, the, of your, um, you know, your followers who eat hot dogs. If that's what you do, that's okay. But it's just, I don't eat hot dogs. I'm not going to serve that to my clients. Right. Um, right. So I try to just to use wholesome food and, and as little processing as possible because it's in the processing where we're having the issues, right? right. That's why so many people are having problems with, with gluten. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily the wheat. It's the processing of the wheat that's causing a problem, but that's a whole other story. So. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up though, because I had a problem with drinking tea, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking like, tea is supposed to be good for you. Why am I having pains in my stomach and things of that nature? So make a long story short, it wasn't the tea itself. It was the bag that the tea was in because now the bags are processed. They have chemicals and different things that are in them in order for the shelf life Mm -hmm. to be even longer, you know? So yeah, those are definitely things that we need to think about. And the fact that anything that is processed is, it seems to be easy, right? Easy is not always the best thing that's for you. Sometimes- Right. You know, it's better when you, if you're cooking, that you actually purchase items and create the meal yourself because you have control over what is actually being put in it. Right. So that that is always, you know, best for us. So again, I thank you for uh, being mindful with the foods that you are preparing that is helping us stay as healthy as we possibly can be as seniors. You know, um, and you spoke about the TV dinner. Yeah, so uh, they don't know about that TV dinner, but it's the same thing. They order in the boxes. What? So what's the difference in right. that? Right. The box right. is delivered to your house and you put it in the fridge, you put it in the freezer. Right. Now it's in plastic with the cardboard wrapped around it and all this extra mm-hmm. that y'all paying for, by the way. But, you know, mm-hmm. it is what it is. It's a meal service. Yeah. Right. You know. Adrian, is there any uh, tips that you would offer to the listeners and reference to just, you know, continue to move forward with living your dreams or your aspirations? I would just say, search your soul, like search your soul and see what it is that you really, really want to do. Something that's been always kind of in the back of your mind that, you know, and pursue it and pursue it with everything that you have. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying do crazy stuff. Like I'm run out there and quit your job, but start doing the research, figure out what you can do. And sometimes if it's sometimes just doing like, like maybe you enjoy reading or, and, and you enjoy children. So maybe do some reading to some kids somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like maybe that will satisfy your heart. And it doesn't always have to make money, but I just say, whatever is that's important to you, deep down side in, in your heart and your soul, you have to do it. You have to. You are cheating yourself if you don't pursue that thing. And I don't, I don't care how old you are. And it doesn't even matter. You have to do it. I know a woman who at 55 learned how to mo- ride a motorcycle. 
it, well, she said she was scared to death and she didn't ride, you know, she didn't ride like out on the street a whole lot, but it was something she always wanted to learn how to do. But she also said that she was so invigorated by that, that she started to do other things and she just felt so alive. Like we have to stop walking around like lifeless and half alive, mm-hmm. just going through this mundane, like get up, go to work. Or, I mean, now you get up and you go to the living room for work, right? right. Because of COVID, <laughs> yeah. like, it's even more mundane now, but you have to figure out how to do things that make you feel alive and you just have to do them. I mean, that sounds like a, such a ridiculous tip, but no, it's, it's not. so not at all. You know, it's because so many times we, you know, we listen to our parents or we listen to our, our, our siblings or we listen to our friends and, and everybody is cautious. Don't do it. Oh, it's not a good idea. It's don't, you know, everybody, I mean, we live in a society that just says don't, mm-hmm. right? Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't, you know, don't dream. People don't dream anymore. You know, we have to get back to those dreams, you know, like we have to get back to what's important to us. And, and honestly, I think COVID may have may help us along the way, right? Yeah. Because I have never seen so many families out in the park mm-hmm. as I have seen with COVID now, right? Because people don't have, they can't work during, you know, they can't go to work. They're home right. with their family. They're not people are not as irritable. Um let's stick with that, mm-hmm. you know, and just, you know. Write your goal. So technically, like the things you do, you write the goal down, you figure out how to do it, and then you start doing it. But the thing about it is stop thinking so much and start acting. Yeah. Do something, mm-hmm. right? So many people are like, oh, I think I'm gonna do this and I would love to do that. And you know, it would be great if I could do this. I always wanted to learn how to do that. You know, like they have these conversations with themselves and their friends and their family. They don't do anything. That is it. Don't yeah, act. it's just the conversation and nothing comes from it. You're right. So true. So my thing is put it in motion, write it down, set a time frame, and do it, whatever it is, mm-hmm. get it done. And if you decide that you don't want to do it anymore, after you learned a little bit more about it and you, you, you know, started on that journey, nothing wrong with it. That's do right. Something else. Mm-hmm. Cause you don't know you unless you start, unless you try. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So that is so, so, so true. Wow. Thank you again, Adrian. Definitely come back and share with us anytime that you'd like to. to. Anytime there's anything that you are doing that is new, we would love to hear from you. Again, we want to support you as much as we can. So feel free to you know, send us any type of information. And we'd love to have you back again as a guest. Thank you so much, Sharon. This is, this is, I mean, definitely needed. And I'm, I'm honored to have been asked to, you know, partake in your podcast. I think this is great and amazing and you're doing a wonderful job. So thank you. On behalf of all the 50 year old divas out there. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Adrian. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You too. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Unapologetic at 50. Together, we will learn how to maneuver life's challenges while being our authentic selves without regret. Remember to subscribe to Unapologetic at 50 to be notified of new episodes. Don't be salty with me if you are the last to know. 
and never apologize for being the best version of you.